back to the Feel Her podcast. I am your host, Ashley Allen, and I am so grateful that you are here. I just got done praying for everyone who listens to this podcast like I do before every episode. I truly believe that God is working in this world and this podcast in our land right now, and I'm just, I want you to know, sister, I am praying for you. So, I have a topic today that I'm really excited about that gets me fired up, so I hope you feel the fire too. Um, I want to start off by telling a story. So Ryan and I went to Florida um, for my 30th birthday back at the end of January, and before we went to Florida, I I decided I wanted to try to go to a gym for the first time in like literally four years. I hadn't gone to the gym in like four years, but I had been working out from home for so long. I had lost a lot of motivation. I hadn't been really consistent with my workouts like I used to be, and I do love working out. Working out is absolutely therapy for me. If I don't, if I am not consistent with my workouts, I am falling into those depressive episodes. I'm just not my energetic, happy self. You know, like if I'm, if I get my workout in, I'm nice. (laughs) And if I'm nice, you're nicer to me. (laughs) I love that sound on, on TikTok or Instagram, but, um, so I, did this free week at a place called F45. It's a functional training gym and it's pretty new, but um, I absolutely love the style of functional training. It's weights and cardio and it usually is a little bit, I feel like it's a little bit harder than just typical weightlifting because it's typically either like resistance weightlifting or you're doing stability. So you're like doing one side or the other. You're not using both at the same time. So you know, you're not as used to using one side or the other, you know, obviously one side's stronger than the other sometimes. Anyway, so really cool new style of workouts. Um, I was excited to get in there. I had the free week, the week that we were literally leaving for Florida. So I got to go like three or four days in a row, but I didn't get to finish out the whole week. But I went at the same time every morning. I'm a, I am a creature of habit. And there were a few other faces that did the same thing. They were there multiple days in a row at the same time. So I small talk, you know, ensued. We got to talk to, to each other a couple times. Um, and then, of course, at the end of the week or when I'm getting ready to leave for Florida, small talk, we're leaving out of the building. And the first question that these, this person asks me is, so what do you do? I hate, does anyone else hate that question? As a stay-at-home mom and as um, a work-from-home mom now or as someone that's been in direct sales or network marketing, I cringe with this question. And when I looked back, and I've worked so hard because I don't, my worth is no longer tied to this question anymore. Like, you are not just a stay-at-home mom. You are not just a student. You are not just anything. You are a woman of God, more than a conqueror, a chosen royal priestess. So that's where you get your identity from. Like, for a while, I got, I felt like I got my worth. I felt like I was just so embarrassed by saying, you know, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I will never forget the day that I sat down at one of my first MOPS meeting, Mothers of Preschoolers. It's a something usually done in a church, but I'm sure there's other places that um, do it that's not in a church. But if you are a mom of a young kid and you're a stay-at-home mama, I would so highly suggest looking up one of these groups because it is a, it was a lifesaver for me back when I had my first little one. Um, but I will never forget when I went to one of my first meetings and we were going around the table introducing ourselves into a small group and... Um, they asked us, you know, what do you do? What's your name? You know, introduce yourself. And I'm like, hi, my name's Ashley. And I'm just a stay, you know, I'm just a stay at home mom. And they're like, all of them looked at me dead in the face. Stop. You are not just a stay at home mom. You do all the cooking, you do all the cleaning, you know, you're chauffeuring, you're doing the grocery shopping, you're doing the meal planning and prepping and you're 
doing all of these things that is seriously a full-time job. So don't ever just say that you are just a stay-at-home mom. Have pride in that because it is a calling and it, it not everybody can do it. So anyway, side rant. After he asked me that question and I answered him and I said, you know, I'm a digital content creator. I'm a podcast host. He literally did not know what to say. I don't even think he said anything. And a year ago, two years ago, that would have probably that moment I would have been overthinking for the next couple of months and been overthinking every decision I made on social media, whether I showed up or not. And it, it's just toxic, right? We are so focused as a culture on our income, our status, our job like our cars in our driveway, our crises, our lacks, like just us. We are so focused on ourselves. And this world makes it so easy to get sucked in like doing just that. And as non-believers, you don't even know that like that's not how this is supposed to go. But as believers, I feel like we a lot of times we completely forget that we are not fighting flesh and blood. Like we are not fighting Becky from down the street. We are fighting evil spirits. There are evils and darkness in this world that is attacking you in your mind, in your heart. Thought life is where spiritual warfare happens, you guys. And if you're not in the word at all, you're not in community with other believers, and you're in this, you're in your own little bubble just trying to get ahead of Becky down the street. That's all you're focused on doing. I have to implore you to remember, God tells us in Romans, do not copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Girl, no wonder you can't find purpose or joy or contentment in your life, no matter what your job status is, no matter what your money in the bank is. It doesn't matter if you have that boyfriend or you don't, or you have the husband or you don't, or the kids or you don't. If you are letting evil, the evilness and the dark spirits of this world control the way you shape your mind and keep you isolated in just thinking of yourself. Our pastor a couple weeks ago said, if you're not letting God shape your perspective, you're letting the devil. I'm going to say that again. If you're not letting God shape your perspective, you're letting the devil. But we are not fighting Becky with the good hair down the street, sister. The real battle is in our hearts. Ours. It's not someone else's fault. We are not the victim. It's our hearts, which really means it's our thought life. Whenever the Bible is talking about in your heart, it's really talking about your mind and your thought life. But ah, God's word goes on to say the devil, who is the one that rules this world, has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. They cannot see the light of the good news. So if you are someone who has never believed in Jesus and you're listening to this podcast, I know this is probably like, oh my gosh, this is a serious rant. (laughs) The devil's literally blinding your mind. So you can't actually even see the light of these of this good news. And I'm praying for you so hard, sister, that you can break past that darkness and see the light. But I think this is also where a lot of even believers get super tripped up on the thinking, the thought of like, okay, but I have this sin, like I have this past mistake. I have this like yucky trauma that God can't heal. Like I'm carrying this around. I can't let it go because this is who I am. Like I don't think I could ever stop drinking. I don't think I could ever stop smoking. I don't think I could ever stop fill in your blank. Um, I don't want to let this trauma go. This trauma is who I am, right? I don't know who I am without it. I want you to know that God's honestly not interested in behavior modification. He wants your heart. That's it. He will take care of the rest. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. When I gave my heart to Jesus in 2012... It's been a lot, it's almost been 10 years. It's been such a long journey. It's a process. Um, And I've messed up so many times. I've wandered off. I've been a prodigal. I've wandered off completely. And, you know, I haven't read the Bible for months or I haven't spoke to God in months. And I had to find my way back. And then um, now I'm 
I really feel like I'm in a really good place where I'm really consistent and um, just soaking in his presence and soaking up his word. But I need, I just want you to know that you don't have to be perfect to give him your heart. You can be stuck in the worst of the worst, the darkest valley, and he will still be right there with you. He will take care of whatever he wants to take care of because he is God and you are not. The devil wants to isolate you. He wants to make you feel like you're all alone and there's absolutely no hope. There's no other human on this earth that feels the same way that you do, that has gone through the same things, that has the same struggles, but there is. There is. Don't be a don't be his victim. Don't be Satan's victim when you are a chosen royal priestess who can do way more than conquering your enemies. This world tells us that we need X, Y, and Z to be happy. We have to wait for this amount of money in the bank and we have to invest in all of these stocks and bonds and we have to check all of these lists off, all of these things off this list, but it's not true. Don't buy into it. It's not the time to wait on God. You can't sit back and say like, okay, God, I'm waiting on you. Like, show me you're real. He's the one that's waiting on you. Faith without works is dead. You have to move a little bit. You have to seek him first. So, okay, I'm going to share with you guys tips right now. Even if you're a non-believer, if, even if you're a believer and you really want to find your worth and find your identity and your purpose and contentment and joy in your life and in God. So even if, you know, it doesn't matter what part of the spectrum you're on. I'm going to give you some tips. How can you shift your focus, shift that perspective from all of those things that this world tells us? This world tells us to focus on social media and comparison and Becky with the good hair down the street and are you better than her and are you thicker than her and are you prettier than her and how can you shift your focus? Because I'm going to tell you right now, four tips, five tips. You got five tips for you um, on how you can shift your focus from the worldly things to God's perspective. Number one, Get into God's word. Simple, but seriously, open your Bible, download the Bible app, find a way to not just read a devotional, but to get into God's word for even five minutes a day and then let him and you create that relationship and cultivate that relationship. But you absolutely have to get into his word. Number two, get into a place of physical worship. Guys, I know COVID is still a thing. Wear your mask, wear, you know, wash your hands, but you guys have to get back into a church. There is nothing like being in a place of worship. When there are two or three people that are there worshiping God, he is there with you in that room. There is nothing like being in the presence of God in, in an actual place of worship, and it will change your heart. That's when the Holy Spirit really comes in and talks to you. He speaks to you because there's it's he's everywhere. He's filling that presence. Please stop watching church from online and get back into a church. Number three, pray and intentionally look for godly relationships. Godly friendships. If your friendships and your relationships right now, the people that you're surrounding yourself with the most right now, aren't seeking God's face, aren't praying, aren't in church too, aren't in God's word, you have to ask yourself, what are they actually adding to my life or what are they actually subtracting? What are they doing? You know, like not everyone should be doing anything for you, but having godly relationships and friendships is so important because when we make when we need to make wise decisions and when we need comfort, those are the people that you're going to want advice from. Those are the people that you're going to want in your corner. Um, small groups are a great place to start with this because it's informal, but it's not, you're not sharing all of your tra your past traumas. You're, you're just getting together, getting to know each other, getting in God's word together and, and 
figuring out how it all fits in your life and how what what that makes how that makes you feel and then they can help you and and guide you and be there with you and relate to you and share you know maybe they're a, one step ahead of you or maybe you find a friend that's one step behind you and you get to mentor them pray for the pray for these relationships because they're not going to just happen overnight like god's probably going to have to remove someone from your life to add someone but maybe not just intentionally look for godly relationships you have to put yourself in those situations like the small groups or going to church or maybe go to an online community to find godly friendships and build some you know build something there and then go to coffee or just do something intentional to look for those relationships number four start thinking more of others and less of yourself and that's really called that's really just humility and being humble but honestly it is something so hard to do I have been having to train myself to on my to-do list every day I, I have just to remind myself do one kind thing for someone else today do one kind thing for someone else today and whether that's um, I'm texting a friend to check in that I haven't in a while or I'm sending a written card to my grandma or my mom or making a phone call to my dad, just doing something for someone else, I have had to put that on my to-do list so I remember to do it. Being humble does not mean thinking less of yourself. So I don't want you to think that I'm saying like you're not good enough or you're not better than XYZ. It's, it's thinking of yourself less. So you know you are a priestess. You know you're a chosen, royal, godly, amazing woman on this earth. You know that. So we are not being, we're not so focused on ourselves, our jobs, our issues. We are thinking less of ourselves and of others. I, I want to be someone that is known for making others great. Like, that's what I want to be known for. That's a legacy I want to leave behind. It's I don't want to make myself great. I want to make someone else feel great. So just start thinking of others more and doing some kind things for others. And I guarantee you that's going to change your perspective a ton. Okay, last one, number five. And this is the biggest one, you guys. So number five is the biggest one. Surrender your heart and your mind to Jesus. If you haven't done so, if you're a non-believer or if, like I said, if you've maybe wandered off the path, um, maybe you just you really don't understand religion versus relationship surrender your heart and your mind to Jesus. He loves you. His grace, his mercy, that means his his forgiveness is endless. Seek him, like I said in the first 3 steps, by going to by getting into his word, by going to church and by seeking godly relationships, seek him first and you will find the freedom that you think this world's obsessions like the money, the status and the fame will bring you. Okay. I know I've been fired up this whole episode and I've been talking fast, so I hope you guys have caught any piece of good nugget that you can. If you have not made it back into a church building yet, I so encourage you to do so, okay? If you are in the Indianapolis, Indiana area at all, Ryan and I have been going to I-Town and I'll link the, sh- the sermon times and the addresses in the show notes of this episode. We would absolutely love it if you came and joined us. I will totally save you a seat if you want to message me and say that you're going to be there or send me an email. We usually go to the 10 a.m. service, but this week we are going to the 11.30 a.m. service. Um, They do have Saturday night services if you can't make Sunday, so... I will save you a seat if you let me know you're going to be there. Like I said, I'm going to I'm gonna link the sermon times in the show notes today. Um, but if you want to connect with other godly women right now, today, we, of course, have our free Facebook community called the Fuel Her Sisterhood. It's still a baby Facebook group, but there are going to be Bible studies and devotionals in there with a lot of live Q&As about topics and um, worldly life things that we're all struggling with. So come and hang out in the Word and with other messy women just like yourself trying to just seek God's face over this world. 
Okay, babes, until our next trip. I hope you are feeling your heart, feeling your mind, and feeling your body so you can free your soul. Bye. Girl, I cannot tell you what it means to me that you are here and listening to this show. I am so grateful for you. And I just want to say that if you did love it or if it tugged at your heart at all, please feel free to share this with your friends or better yet, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so I can personally shout you out and thank you. Thank you so much for being on this journey, friend. Talk to you soon.